Coming up on Behind the Woman. I struggle with a lot of things in my life, and music has been like something I can I can turn on a song and I feel better. It's harder to live with the regret of that I should have done it instead of you tried and it failed. When my mom, when she passed away, it, it just lit a fire, you know, for me to go after what it was that I wanted. Young girls who may want to DJ and, and think that, you know, they can do it, I, I want them to know that they can. This program is brought to you by the members of WCNY. Thank you. National Grid is proud to support Behind the Woman because of the energy it provides to our community. and welcome to Behind the Woman. I'm your host, Dr. Johanna Rogers. On tonight's episode, I'm gonna introduce you to a woman behind the music, DJ Bella J, also known as Jasmine. Jasmine was a girl with a dream and now she's a woman who's taken that dream and made it reality. Let me introduce you to Jasmine. Uh, my name is Jasmine Cohen, AKA DJ Bella J. I was born in Germany. Um, come from a military family. Um, my father was stationed there. I was born on my mother's birthday, September 4th. After that, I lived in Coney Island for a while. Late 80s, early 90s, New York City was um, a rough place to grow up. It, st it still is. We were relocating um, from New York City to Syracuse for my, at the time, what I understood just to be in a better environment. You know, but growing up in, in Brooklyn and Coney Island really shaped who I was early on, um, especially with music. Um, that was one of the joys of our household was playing music. Um, the weekends when my mother would have friends and things over and they would, you know, dance and sing and all of that. I enjoyed really watching that growing up. And I, I mean, I do it in my house to this day. <laughs> so my kids get to, has, have seen that too. When I grew up in New York City, I grew up living in a household with my mother and her sister, uh, my cousins, my aunt's children and my mother and her three kids. You know, my father was, was there from time to time and it was just a lot going on. It seemed like always, you know, with all the kids in the house. And I remember being, having anger issues as a kid and, and being a bully and taking that bottled up feeling out in the, in the wrong way. And I remember in my teenage, going into my teenage years with my mom being diagnosed with cancer um, just thinking about the stresses that I caused, it really made me then think of being different, you know, and, and, and on purpose. I didn't want my mom to stress out about my behaviors and wondering who I was hanging around, and um, I, I didn't want that stress on her anymore. And I, once I thought that and I saw that I can actually, you know, be a better person, and I've been doing this since then, you know, <laughs> stayed out of trouble. Even today when I meet people, I think about, and, on purpose, you know, the impression I want to leave. I, I remember always trying to make people laugh. My nickname was Smiley. I didn't like when anyone was sad. I would, and if I knew you were sad or if I knew you were mad at me, I would try to make you laugh or um, just, just do anything to make you smile. And that continued well into my, my teenage years. Um, I remember being a clown at different parties. They were like, yeah, get Jasmine a costume, she'll, 
chase the kids around and <laughs> make them laugh. My mother, I remember her asking me, like, do you want to go to a clown university for college? I'm like, they even make those? I didn't even know it was, <laughs> I didn't know it was a thing. But I remember I wanted to do something just to make people smile and, and feel good. I struggle with a lot of things in my life and music has been like something I can, I can turn on a song and, and I feel better. I am known to many people as DJ Bella J, but as Jasmine, I think with people that would get to know me would see a, a shyer side to me, um, a funny side to me. It, it was intimidating, you know, starting. I didn't talk too much on the mic. I didn't want to interact with the crowd. I just wanted them to hear my music enjoy themselves with whoever you came with. I did not want to be looked at as that DJ that has to talk over every song and say all these things um, to be heard and seen. I just wanted the music to really speak for itself. I realized that I've built the name in Syracuse that I wanted to. I realized that there are many people who know who I am and, and know what I do and have been at an event that I've DJed at. A lot of what I want to do now is get in front of the people who may not know who I am, and I feel like that is kids. I've always said that I'm gonna, you know, give back and, you know, be a role model through hip hop, and I feel like I'm getting there. Young girls who may want uh, to DJ and, and think that, you know, they can do it, I, I want them to know that they can. We talked about it a little bit mm -hmm. to talk about like how Jasmine, you know, became DJ Bella J. Yeah. And that story that you told me all those months ago about working for your employer at the time that we're not going to name. And you saved up a lot of cash and you're like, I'm going to DJ school. Right. That wasn't intentional though. I said, I, I was working there, I already had the money in my 401k. Right. But then when I found out about the program at this company that would allow me to learn another trade in case they laid me off, right. I was like, I just graduated Lemoyne. and I don't really want to go back to school, but I did with a DJ. You know, I was making good money then, going out when I can, and right. started following the DJs in the area, and like, I want to do that. So let's like just recap that, because there's something mm -hmm. about that story. Mm -hmm. So you graduate from college. Yes. You like, you did the thing. Overcame a lot of different situations. Mm -hmm. You made it through. You get a good job. And then they have a professional development fund. You could come learn a new skill. Mm -hmm. And you chose DJ. Yes. <laughs> they said the same thing. They really did. They said the same thing. They were like, um, so what are you going to go to what university? Because I told them there was a school. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're like... I don't think we can even do that. That's not, you know, an accredited college or university. That's what we meant about <laughs> going to school. And I was like, well, what about for people who want to learn a trade? That you can view it as a trade. You know, I can turn it into a business. That's what I wanted to do from the beginning. I knew that if I did this after 30 years of my life, that it wasn't going to be just this hobby. It was going to be something that I've fully pursued. And so you didn't make this decision at like 21. No, I want. I wish I wanted to. <laughs> I was nervous and shy about it. I definitely wanted to, and I didn't think that it would be accepted. You know, right. I think my family would have thought, 
just another wild thing Jasmine wants to do. You know, you know, now you have kids, how are you gonna really right. make an income off of it? And I figured that all out later. Right. It, it still happened, but not that early on. Not that early on. But I think it's important and that's powerful mm -hmm. because I think sometimes after you have the kids, you're, you're trying to do make it day to day mm -hmm. to do something that could perceive could be perceived by not only just strangers, but your family, your yeah. close support network as some crazy idea yeah. that isn't, you know, gonna provide stability can be another weighted pressure for a woman mm -hmm. entering into her 30s or beyond that 20 year mark when you're like exploring and figuring it out. Yeah, and that's real pressure, especially when I've always been passionate about music. And, and to find a way in my mind at the time, because <laughs> I knew that I, you know, I could, I could make it work if I just had the chance to do it. Right, like if you could just get this opportunity, you were gonna, it would come naturally at least to, right. to you, but also those around you could almost see the impact that it was having and your yes, ability right. to like just blow it out of the water, which is kind of what you've done. Yeah, and now it's more being intentional about it. Before I was just, just taking what was coming my way. And now that I know that it's working and, you know, having a team that reassures me of that, <laughs> you know, right. now I'm a bit more intentional about what I go after and what I really want to do. So let me just recap this for those who don't know, mm -hmm. right? So Jasmine is DJ Bella J. The woman who convinced her employer to <laughs> <laughs> to use my professional development funds or this educational opportunity to attend one of the best DJ schools, if not almost in the world, maybe. Yes, I would say world. Yeah, Absolutely, okay. Scratch I mean, DJ Academy. Yeah, it's a pretty prominent. Mm -hmm. institution, yes. right, for those that are really, really into hip-hop culture, mm -hmm. right? But then you came back to central New York, right, and, and, and paved the way for yourself. But now you fill stadiums for Syracuse University mm -hmm. Women's Athletics. That's right. That I'm excited about. <laughs> I can't wait for this coming season. Like, I really can't. That I'm really excited about. Like because they didn't want me to just be a DJ. They're like, you know, your energy, we can try to incorporate you more into the game, more with the, with the fans. And I'm like, that's exactly what I want, even though it's making me nervous. Oh, you hosting the, <laughs> like, the, the little sports cam. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll have like a segment where they have me um, talk to a fan, pick a song, right. things like that. Um, make announcements for the cheerleaders, things that's coming up. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that Syracuse University's basketball team gave me that opportunity to do that and not just have me tucked away just playing music. Right. Yeah, You've so. become like a face almost of right. bath women's athletics. Right. How does that, I mean, were you an athlete? No. No. In my mind I was. Okay. All right. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My mind, I could always play <laughs> basketball. As long as I, you know, tighten my sneakers as tight as I can get them, you know, that made me feel like I could do something on the court. But no, not, not no, technically. Not I never played. Well, as, as um, I, I won't say that I'm an athlete, but I did play basketball in high school. Okay. Right? And there's always this, like, second thought that's given to women's athletics. Mm -hmm. I think I can say that pretty confidently. Whereas, you know, not as many fans come out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just 
kind of almost like sometimes it's treated as an afterthought. And so I know the energy that you bring to a party, but I've also seen footage of you at the game. And you bring that same level of energy, which I almost would see it for the athletes and women that are taking uh, the field or the court, if you will, right? Like, yeah. You're giving them something to fill up, like to fill them up, yes. right? Like to get them, get them hyped. Exactly. Yeah, I want them to know that it's something that they are going to get at the women's games, and, and you can't get it at the men's. At the men's, so right, right. It's you know, exclusive. enjoy it while you're here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. That's all. You know, yeah. Yeah. gotta give off that energy to make them believe that. I guess. Yeah. Whether it's showing up and standing behind the turntables at a health event to help us think about what really matters in our community, to being in the stand with fans and adding the music to help them cheer on their favorite teams, to being present at the moments that are most special in our lives. DJ Bella J is there with the music. My setup, I prefer two turntables and a mixer. I do have controllers that I rock with for convenience, but uh, when I want to be comfortable, I go with what I love, and that's two Technique 1200s. Jasmine is a mother, a sister, um, an aunt. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I am someone who is still trying to figure out all of that. <laughs> At the age of 21, I had my first daughter. Uh, her name is Nyla. Uh, NYLA stands for New York, Los Angeles. <laughs> um, Nyla changed my life a lot. She, she helped me put goals first. She helped me put um, my responsibilities first. She helped me build a determination to get the things that I wanted in life, still figuring that out. But um, having my daughter at 21 at that age um, helped me just be more responsible. So I had my second daughter when I was 24, three years later after my first. Uh, her name is Nadia. When I had my second daughter, I also lost my mom around that same time. So it was a difficult time. I lost my mom when she was 52, and I, I figured, you know, that, that could be me. And I just wanted to go after what it was that I wanted to do at that time, and it was DJing. So my favorite part of the game uh, is when they pick a fan member to pick their favorite song. They bring them down, they bring them over here next to me, and I, I get to play that song for them. So being able to find a way to chase your passion is very important. DJing for me was something that was just on my mind heavy 
for a period of time and I'm like, I've got to do this. And I can't imagine not trying it and not having people uh, push me and, and hold me accountable to what I said I was going to do. You know, I'm very grateful. I, my, my life has changed by the opportunities I've received, the people I've met, the spaces I've been able to get into. So I really encourage anyone, if there's something that your, your mind is telling you that you want to do, find a way to do it. Put yourself in a position where you can get around people that are already doing it, get around people who you can learn from and, and take what you think may just be an interest into you know, a career, into something that is just a part of your life every day. It will change you, it will be worth it. What was your driving factor? Like when you, you know, have gotten the training, you got the skills, you're probably doing some things in central New York. Mm -hmm. But what was that thing that pushed you to pursue more? Man, that's a, a good question. I feel like what I want now is definitely not what I wanted when I started. You know, the more opportunities that I just kept that just kept coming my way, the the more I'm like, oh, what about this? And then maybe I can do this. And then and that would actually happen is like, well, what about this? And then you know, I kept trying to put myself in places where you wouldn't normally see a DJ, mm. the malls. You know, you don't. I've seen them in stores in other cities, but not in the mall in Syracuse. So I'm like, let me make that happen. Did that. Um, DJing at the, the stadium, you know, um, for the Chiefs games and th things like that is where I don't normally see DJs here and that's what I go after. So that's what keeps me going to like the next level so and doing different things. Doing different things. So you're, that sounds to me like a visionary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're just imagining yourself in spaces that maybe you haven't seen another female DJ or that you desire to be in. Mm -hmm. And regardless if there's someone there or not, you're going to make it happen. That's right. And, That's I follow, exactly what it is. and I follow you, like your page. You're always like liking and resharing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, where is DJ Bella today? You're like in New York City. You're, last summer you were DJing a party on the beach in the DR in the Dominican Republic. Well, Dominican Republic, I'll be there in a few weeks. I know. Last year it was the Bahamas. Bahamas. Yes, That's where it yeah, was. and that was that was a lot of fun. I mean, we were all here watching <laughs> from Facebook Live, Everybody like jamming. Yeah. Yeah. The entire beach was and just like just waving came. towels, yeah. and it was oh my gosh, it was something like I've never ever experienced. And then after that, I'm like, how do I do that again? How do I do that? How do I, create that you know, create that feeling over and over again? So, yeah. yeah. That is extraordinary. That is really extraordinary because you don't hear, like some women will talk about, you know, I saw so-and-so, mm -hmm. but it takes a special something to be like, you know, I don't see anybody doing it, but I kind of think I Right, I know, I know. Yeah, it, it does create like a spotlight situation where like, Okay, now can you do what you say you can do? <laughs> it's like all eyes on you, and like, what are you doing next? Like, and what's next? And it keeps people, you know, like, all right, you did that, and where are you going now? And it's like I can't really explain that. It's like a feeling, mm -hmm. right? And some things I just wait till it happens to throw out there. Yeah, yeah. We started, I think, at this company um, where you kind of made the choice and took the leap to really pursue this DJing thing. Mm -hmm. But Jasmine had a journey to that point. 
And when I think about what it took for you to make that kind of even ask, because sometimes people don't are afraid to ask, mm-hmm. right? Because it may seem like, you know, this is who do I think I am? Or, yeah. you know, they have perceptions about what is okay to ask permission to do, I guess is mm-hmm. what I would say. What do you think in your life made you, well, informed your ability to kind of make those asks Put, your place, put yourself in places you necessarily haven't seen someone that looks like you and despite your nerves, kind of going after it? Um, it was definitely my daughter's. You know, if I'm going to do this at this age, I better do it right. <laughs> you know, so, you know, don't treat it as a hobby. Make it more professional, make it a career, and, mm-hmm. and just, just go after it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that... Um, if you had to make that decision all over again, mm-hmm. would you do it exactly the same way? Probably not. <laughs> probably not, no, no. Um, I definitely would still do it. I probably would have continued to work longer mm-hmm. and, and um, take my time to build it into a career. Yeah. Because um, it, it was very stressful. Yeah. You know, I, I, I put a lot of stress on myself doing that, and it didn't have to be that way. Right. So, um, but but that's like really the only thing I would do differently. That's the only thing you would do differently. Yeah. Some people make the argument as entrepreneurs that difference between like evolving into one where you're fully an entrepreneur where you're not necessarily working full time and trying to have like a hustle, mm-hmm. um, or you like jump into it kind of just full you know, 100% jump into it and not have yourself divided between employment and pursuing your business passion, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so some folks say, you know, one over the other is the best way to do it. But I think sometimes I don't know that I would have done all the things that I would have if I would have taken more calculated risk. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I walked away from a number of jobs um, in my lifetime thus far, mm-hmm. to pursue something that I really felt like was like here, was really passionate for me. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it, it definitely put more stress yes. <laughs> on me. Um, but it was also important to really, I was thinking because I also had a son that I got to do it now mm-hmm. when he's still at an age where he isn't, you know, evolving into his own person as much. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to steady my way into it if I really want to make it happen, you yeah. know. And so I, I totally could see both sides of the coin. And sometimes I think that, oh, my bank account will look so different. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, I, I try not to think about that too much. You know, but I definitely think, you know, if anything, you know, I could have saved myself some gray hair by maybe just not stopping so abruptly and, and taking my time, easing it into it. Right. But then again, you know, it really set a foundation, you know, uh, uh, set my story, you know, and when, what I was doing, you know. So that sacrifice for me is is like a good example that I remind myself of, you know, that I, I if I did that, then anything that is to come, you know, I'm I'm going to do. You're going to do it. That's right. You're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You're going to do it. If there is a young girl or a 30-year-old that's looking to make a drastic change and pursue their passion, right? What piece of advice would you give them? 
definitely do it. No matter what you're feeling about it, how reluctant you may be, you know, definitely plan it, but do it. You know, um, because it's harder to live with the regret of that I should have done it instead of you tried and it fell, you know? Mm. Um, and my, my mother gave me, gave me that, you know, losing my mom at, a, at an early age. Um, I think she, she might have passed with a lot of would have, could have, should have, you know? Mm. And I, I, don't, I don't want that. And I wouldn't suggest that for anyone else. If you feel that there's something in your heart that you want to do, mm-hmm. find a way to do it. Definitely communicate it to somebody. Tell your best friend, close family member. Um, have a, someone, at least one person, to support you along the way, someone you can go to, but do it. Do it. Right? Definitely do it. Definitely and find a way it. and put yourself around people that is doing it. So if you don't know what your first step is, you can see them doing it. Right. Right. That's really important that mm-hmm. folks, I've had to learn that there are friends that will roll with you to a certain point. There are friends that will stay with you for a lifetime. Um, and there are friends that are just there particularly for a season, mm-hmm. right? To, to give you knowledge or experiences. Um, but you gotta be willing to walk forward. And sometimes yeah. that moving forward means you gotta do it. You gotta do it. And mm-hmm. if you gotta do it, then sometimes you're gonna have to do it by yourself. Yeah, right. yes, and be willing to, and that's okay. Yeah. Right, it may take you a while, it may not, but you know, <laughs> however you plan, you definitely gotta try it. Yeah. Awesome, well thank you thank for you. sitting down with me today. Many of us can remember our favorite song, where we were at a specific moment when a song was playing. Music is such a magical part of our lives. Jasmine Cohen, DJ Bella J, my friend, thank you for being the soundtrack and helping us cherish memories here in Central New York. Thank you all for tuning in to Behind the Woman. We'll see you next week. Next week on Behind the Woman. I didn't know I had grown up in a house that had domestic violence. I had just thought culturally that was the way things happen. And so for me, the way I dealt with it is I became less of a kid and more of an adult. I've been with Beer House close to 20 years now. For other people, if I ever see someone who their spirit is just so low, I just have to be there. This program is brought to you by the members of WCNY. Thank you. VIP Structures, 45 years of integrated solutions offering architecture, engineering, construction, and development. VIP, creating sustainable structures designed and built to enrich neighborhoods and strengthen communities. Experience the creative, collaborative difference at VIP. National Grid is proud to support Behind the Woman because of the energy it provides to our community.